Hello and welcome to Lucky Number 13, Motor Cult. I am joined as always by Ryan Sinitsky, I'm Eric Berger, and today we have a guest in the studio once again, Aaron Stakowski. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you? I am tired. Oh. Tired. Any particular reason, or you just are uh, a tired person? Late night fapping? Uh, oh, absolutely. That, that, that was it. Sore. Good. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is spongy and bruised. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, let's get on to beer first, since we have three people. I wanted to make yes. sure I loped them in first before we formed an opinion. And this is actually a, a beer that was brought to us by our guest. So maybe we should have him instead I of I talk about it. think we should have him describe you tell, what it is. Tell us what it is, Aaron, because uh, I don't know what I would this be is. glad. So it's uh, from Peak, Peak Brewing in New York. It is a cherry sour. Okay. Um, it is a new release this year. Sweet tarts. Uh, it is a. It's a sweet, sweet sour. I guess if you could call it. And it's sweet and sour. It, it's its name is sweet tarts. It is sweet tarts. Ah, yes. I see so who cares what the name is? We care what it tastes like. Is well, that not a trademark? <laughs> sweet, sweet tarts. Sweet hearts. Oh. Yes. No, there's sweet tarts too. Oh, there are there. Yeah. I well, think there are tarts and hearts. Do they identify as a beer though? Why not? Well, I mean, the, we're talking about that. Well, also that candy I'm not gonna, that makes. I'm not going to assume tarts. anything. That's all I know. I think it, did you just assume my gender? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, cherry sour ale. It's it's it was recommended. Couldn't find the one I wanted, which was by the, whom? Uh, the <laughs> my trusted beer representative. Oh, okay, excellent. I couldn't find the next time. I'll make sure I bring the the one I wanted to, which is uh, Special K from Four Sons Brewing. That sounds like a drug. It is pretty much a drug. Okay. It is very. Where is very Four good. Sons Brewing? Uh, in Huntington Beach. Oh, that's in California. Yeah. Okay. I spent a little time out there. Well, how about we open these things up? Yeah, let's do that while um, I do that. Sorry. <laughs> my, I traded out the Commodore 64 I had for the last two episodes, or again, Jana's pink laptop, and uh, it decided that it wants to update. Oh, uh, no. Is it Windows related? Uh, yes, it is, actually. Oh, so, well, that's fine. Um, well, luckily, we're on the beer section, so... Yes. Maybe it will d- be done with this update by the time we form our opinion on well, the beer. Well, it, it I, took us probably I about 10 minutes to turn it on. So anyway, okay. I'm well, going to crack, crack this beer open. I, I'm learning, audience. I'm so learning not to crank the game too much on that. <laughs> as opposed, that sounded excellent. As opposed to last time. <laughs> episode 12, it was like, it just, I don't even know. It sounded like Jabba the Hutt falling into that big sand amoeba. <laughs> it wasn't good. You mean the Sarlacc pit? Sure, yeah, whatever that. That, that wasn't <clears throat> Jabba the Hutt, though. He got. I know. I'm just. I'm saying Hutt's that if Leia. if Jabba the Hutt had fallen into the Sarlacc pit, which is Meg, I think, right? Remember from Blue Harvest? Yes. Okay. This is actually a good beer. It is very. It's very. It's uh, really sour. <laughs> but I was going to say it's very mild. It's a very mild sour. Mm. You must not drink a lot of. Sour what? No. Food. I mean. I mean. Over the other flavors, it's not like agreed. It's yeah. like an IPA where it attacks your face, but. It's definitely. It's not made out of batteries. It, it's it's not it's not something other than a sour. So that's it. It's quite good. Yeah, it's mild. I don't really get a bunch of cherry to it, but I get a little bit on the the overrun. Correct. See what I did? I put like a car term instead of aftertaste. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. No, it's a pretty good beer. I'm excited to uh, have something in a can so I can indulge my redneck side and use a can koozie. <laughs> which we haven't been doing for quite some time. Generally, Ryan gets something in a larger container, and we split it amongst pint glasses. I almost yes, we bought do. that one. There was another limited edition <clears throat> sour. It was in a large, large bottle that I was going to bring, but they did not have any left. Shoot. Well, that's not a big deal. 
Let's move on to the standard guest questions. We started these with our guest Dan Balto from MNCEC, and we forgot to ask them to our second guest, Trig. So we are going to bring it back and ask Aaron these questions. And the first one I'm going to start with is actually a question that we came up with because of a Craigslist find originally by you. So yes. we call this the Mondial Dilemma. And of course, you remember the car. I do. The engineless, transmissionless, quattro valvole. Mondial Coupe the in beast. blue with the Speedline wheels. The, the beast. I did want that. But uh. anyway, the the question we've been asking everyone is, this was originally a transverse dual overhead cam V8 manual vehicle. And we want to know what the best possible drivetrain you could put in there would be without cutting sheet metal, basically. So mm. it has to be transverse. It has to be a, uh, you know, it has to be short enough to fit within the existing strut towers of the car, mm -hmm. which basically limits you to four cylinders-ish or eight. <clears throat> and it also, I don't know if I already said you can't cut the sheet metal, but you can't cut the sheet metal. <laughs> Sorry. And if you do <laughs> use an unorthodox combination of engine and transmission, the adapter plate or system has to be available commonly. Um, something custom. you can just go by, right. Got you it. can't just have a buddy with a machine shop that just like, oh, I put a turbine engine in this thing, no problem. So <laughs> I primed you on this a little bit, so I think you actually have a decent answer, but what would you put in this Mondial? Well, it depends. So I have some clarifying questions. Since well, feel I, free to court. Again, clarify. first, first I <laughs> want to state for the record, uh, I don't know if you noticed the disdain in Eric's voice, basically blaming me for the reason that he doesn't have this car. My work pace didn't mm. allow me to go get it. So that's my bad. So no, I'm fine. sorry. I know I you, did. you split time between Minnesota and California at I the did. time. I did. And that's fine. So anyways. Anyway. But, so are we anyways fuck with you. a Z and an E? <laughs> Bitch. So God damn it. I guess what's the goal? Are we trying to recreate the original experience? No, not necessarily. It, well, that's, a, that's the thing is it, it could be whatever you want. The thing is, is you've now bought yourself a car that is very good looking and Our, well that is subjective the beauty is all right the when you, if you are that. comparing that to say um, what, what year is this building what, yes, what, it's what, very year, pretty. what year was this um Four, i think all right so if you're comparing this to a 1984 it was the, pe the peak of ferrari design well, if you compare it, that's if false. you're comparing the it, to, that was 1995, the 400, right? So, I if you're comparing it to a um, <laughs> like a Chevy Celebrity, it's a great looking car. Uh the Celebrity like Z28, the, no Z24, Z24. <sighs> yeah, just like a normal Chevy Celebrity. It's a great Z31. looking car. So, really, whatever Z34? you when you do it, you could do whatever um, whatever whatever you want to do. Do you want to make it more reliable? Do you right. want to have better fuel I mean, economy? Do you want to sound better? it would be more reliable. Ryan's goal was to make it as obscure and ridiculous as possible. Mine well, was to make it as reliable and powerful as possible. Mine wasn't as obscure, but it, I wanted something... You wanted to put a freaking carved rotary in it. Well, yeah. no, I had a reason for it, because I wanted something that was 13, more reliable than that particular engine, which is not that hard. Uh, 12A. 12A. Oh, even yeah. worse. Got it. So that, but it would be more reliable than the original... Ferrari engine which is saying a lot yeah but um, <laughs> it, it would that also be really wasn't that bad guys <laughs> it also but the thing is I was also trying to get this put together for less than buying a Mondial period would be so engine transmission everything together I would want to have net less money spent on this than buying a perfectly good Mondial 
Oh, that's, that's which you, put why would super easy? Way easy. You Dude, went yeah, the, a decent Mondial is like 40, 45 grand now. Well, you can get like an okay one. What was like, it? Was it eight? A six. Six. Yeah. Unbelievable. Can, I know. Yeah, you can, but you again, can still disdain, buy the disdain, folks. But I, mean, <laughs> but I mean, you still have to buy the, the kit to mount it to the Corolla transaxle, right? Which that's got to like, be like thousand yeah, bucks. The, yeah, maybe. If but I mean, that, I think that might my, even that might be a Camry bit. engine yeah. though. You Sorry, had a my very Sienna good engine, minivan. Yeah. What I want to do is I want to find a Camry Solar, like a two thousand five speed, rip the one MZ out of that, throw it in the dumpster, take that transmission, take a Sienna three point three, the three MZ, which bolts straight up to that thing with all the Solara gubbins from the three liter, and, and then find all the, the oil sludge gubbins. <laughs> Absolutely, the gubbins are important. <laughs> you need the gubbins, mm-hmm. and then find the early TRD supercharger from the three liter that would have possibly been on that Solara, you freaking shove it all together, put some giant fire hoses for injectors in it, and you got a super reliable turn the key, it fires up. And that is cool the magic of Eric Berger. That is, That's I, how Eric does everything in life. So The gubbins. <laughs> the so gubbins is the key. There's with, a 3.3 in that thing right there. With those examples, take it right now. what do you think you would do, Aaron? Yeah. So I've got, so what's the, uh, I, I know Eric's probably just going to be able to rattle this off. What is the, the weight of the rolling chassis? On a Mondial. Assume, Are they fiberglass? No, steel? they're steel. No, they're steel. Uh, there is some composite on them, but let's assume it's empty. It's 2,100 pounds with the interior in it. Okay. All right. So I've got two answers. <laughs> uh, the I don't original, know if we can allow that. Uh, so, well, it's because I didn't realize the, well, the purpose of have, the question. Have your we two going. answers, and we'll figure out which one we boo more. Well, I mean, so we'll pick the, the, the obvious one. answer is, you know, do what the Lotus and MR2 guys do. Okay. So you throw a K20, you boost it. You have all the power, all the reliability. Honda K20. Why Why K20, not K24? Um, I guess it's personal preference at that point. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're you're sleeving the block. You're sleeving the block and doing head work anyways if you're boosting it. So you might as well have fun. So doing a lot. I mean, again, it's Honda parts, so it's what nickels and bottle caps. Ticker toys. You could could really kind of pick your. I think you can. I think you can order a boosted K24 from Rock Auto at this point. What about a K23 from the RDX? Yeah, the RDX K23 (laughs) Turbo. That's already boosted. You pick. You pick your K series. So a Honda K series. You pick your Honda K series with some sort of positive displacement (laughs) blower stuff. Fun stuff, and then you hook it up to the the transmission that all the the big power Lotus guys or all the big power uh, mm-hmm. MR2 guys are doing. Okay, so that's the, the that's the logical, easy. reasonable answer where you'd be able to source parts very easily. It'd be very reliable. You sure. break down anywhere, and, and O'Reilly would probably have your parts. Too. Yeah, and it'd easy be work real, real light. So, but funsies for doing funsies. Um, you ever heard of Crosscart? No. No, what's that? Um, if you have fun, go. You, know, you have a minute. We all spend. I'm way not too a much fun time. person. Please move <laughs> on. You're not. You're not <laughs> You, if you have fun, you should look up CrossCart. So, Eric, you're, you're not allowed. Shit. All right. So, I guess I could. So, basically think I of... a brick for a laptop, so... Take, take a Razor, make it two-wheel drive, put a ridiculous bike motor in it, <laughs> give it, like, 10 to 12 inches of suspension. Like a Motorola, or not Motorola. Dude, this looks like the <laughs> like cross a, between a sand rail and a go-kart. Pretty much. Why didn't you just say that then? Because, oh, because it's so much RZR. more than that. No, yeah. So take, I think you said like a razor scooter. Oh no, like a razor scooter or like a oh, oh, razor. The, oh, oh, no, oh, the, the, the trademark razor. So, yeah. so okay. the the idea of the uh, the sharper image razor scooter God is actually even cooler sounding. But anyway, we can we can continue on. So, anyways, <laughs> not tan- tangent pool day. aside. No, no, no. So, this this so podcast is tangents. That's the, all it is. The cross cart itself is basically its own. It's it's created its own series of of racing and like bucky lassick races one of these on the weekends it's a horrible first bucky name. is bucky lassick skateboarder turned i don't want to 
beat myself up anymore, and now I race cars. I think you like mean Rob Diedrich? Travis no. Pastrana part two. Oh, yeah. Pastrami. Kind of, oh, yeah. yeah. He's actually pretty good, though. But anyways, so he, race, <laughs> he races these for wow. fun on the weekends. Wow. They're kind of expensive, but they, the idea behind them is what I would apply to the Mondial. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that would, that would you make take, sense. You take the, uh, there's a reverse transaxle gearbox, sequential six-speed, and a boosted Hayabusa motor would fit in no problem. And you've got 200, 300 horsepower yeah, all day long. You and do a still want torque 000. with a 2,000-pound car. Yeah, but the nice part is is these are the high boost motor does make a lot of power down low, surprisingly. Well, it is still 1.3, I guess. Yeah, and se- sequential funness. Oh, yeah. So I'm all so, for a sequential so box. So y- your choices are mm-hmm. a K20 or a high K20, K20 wins. Uh, or a high boost swap. So reliability and ease of finding parts and stuff. K20 that, is just better. I would high probably boost, say high boost would be a lot more fun, and it would sound like an F1 car. It would sound very cool, but the K20 would be more powerful. Absolutely. Plus, the other thing we have to consider is that a factory engine had something like a fairly attainable amount of power. It's something like 260, 270 or something. Which thing? In the 80s, that was the moon. In the Mondial. Oh, yeah. No, I think like, they were in the 230s, 240s, but still. Okay. Roughly the same amount of power as like a G35 I mean, it, it or It was a Quattro Valvole car. I mean, it was... At one the point, it was a very nice car. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a Sienna would dust it these days, but it doesn't, <laughs> right. doesn't matter. The new well, Camry would a, run a, circles oh, dude. around it. The new, the the new Avalon would destroy a Mark IV. All the same thing. The stock Mark IV Supra, so, I we mean. We just said the same. Did we just yeah. literally say the same? We all just said the exact ways. same okay, thing with a slightly no, different <laughs> flavor of vanilla. <laughs> we're, we're just talking about every My car. vanilla's tastier than your vanilla. <laughs> what chassis do you like Toyota's corporate V6 in? If I'm going to do it, man, I'm going to do it on something stupid. So uh, I'll go Lotus Evora. All right. So so we got past the Mondial dilemma, and we all agree that your K20 idea is The fantastic. K-Series is the, better. The K-Series idea is probably the best. The so Hayabusa. Boring. I feel like the Hayabusa <laughs> would be really cool in something a little bit smaller. So if it was like, like a, I'm thinking like a Saab Sonnet would yep. be a really cool car to have a Hayabusa. Oh, dude. So the cross cart <laughs> weighs about 1,300 pounds in full dress. Okay. So I kind of want to change my answer about now. That, that, that is, but it's not boosted either. So, so you, you want you want to change your answer to not what? for real, but I wanted to throw this out there. What about like a Saab nine three Vigan drivetrain in there? That would actually wouldn't be that be really, hilarious? That'd be hilarious, <laughs> and that actually be very all fun. of the sludge, oh. not very much of the power, oh, horrible transmission that's made out of glass. <laughs> At this point, you might as well just do a, a Mark four one eight T if you just wanted to make it terrible. I have one of those right now. Actually, I, I mean, oh, you could I have go, an AMB. You could go much it. worse and get O two M one eight T drop in rods, four hundred horsepower all day. Or just find any Volkswagen Audi product from 2000 to 2006. Okay, yeah, K Series wins. Needs <laughs> exactly. Engine. So, anyway, moving beyond that, yes. I want to talk one more thing to Aaron before we just jump into the topics. We'll still have touch on those too. But, <laughs> Aaron, I want to talk to you about rental vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> do we, do we ask my, him slow car fast favorites. versus far, fast car slow already? Oh, shit. Did we? I don't no, think we, we didn't. Did. Never mind. All right. We're Rental vehicles in a moment. You can mix these together if you'd like, okay. but we do have to ask you the standard. Would you rather Actually, drive so a fast car slow or a slow car fast? Slow car fast every day of the week. Fabulous. Even Rental though, cars. Even though you just rolled up in a S4 Avant. S6 Avant. S6 Avant. I'm sorry. Correct. Manual um, swapped. Manual supercharged. Swap. So you drove a fast car. It's not that fast. Well, I, I mean, so it's fast-ish. Define, define fast, I guess. Not a Mitsubishi Mirage. So everything's fast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can run fast, it turns out. I didn't know yeah. that. Like, well, I mean, corners <laughs> are still a thing, right? Yeah. What, like what, a car that like you can get yourself into trouble with by stepping on the throttle for like any amount of time. Sir, sir, 
my name is Aaron, and I can get in trouble in anything. That, that is true. That is true. That is very true. Uh, there is Although a, he typically doesn't somehow. He, uh, he has the ability to. He has the ability I have a good to. Let lawyer. me set the stage. <laughs> I have a good lawyer. <laughs> I remember distinctly being on vacation in SoCal in the passenger seat of a Lincoln MKX. Yes. You pull into this like weird parking lot thing of everything is shut because it's SoCal and everyone's old and they go to sleep early except for one ice cream parlor. So San Diego. That's, San Diego. Let's specify because LA is open all the time. That's not as so of, as the yeah. Cal's I'm talking yes. here. I'm south talking of so County, or SoCal. Mm-hmm. That's true. Fine. We well, were in San Diego. <laughs> anyway, we're in this <laughs> rental MKX. Running just fine, got us from A to B, kind of the middle of the night, people walking by in the street, Aaron parks the vehicle, pops the hood with the engine running. So hold on, this this guy that you're talking about looks a lot like me. But it's not you. It's not me, though. Like, no, I, heard, this other guy, I heard this, this story. other guy named yeah, Aaron. Yeah, this other guy named yeah. Aaron, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Just making sure. No. No, he's my... You're yeah. doppelganger. Yeah, that guy's... Oh, what a prick. I mean, he looks kind of like you. He just has the first same... Yeah, same he does. Same. He, lo- he looks almost identical. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, he's bald. What can you expect? Yeah. <laughs> looking dude. But anyway, I was with my buddy Aaron out there. In this rental MKX running, gets out of it, pops the hood. There's an acoustic cover on the top of the engine with Lincoln written on it. It's just this foam piece of crap. Just randomly rips this thing off the top of the engine, throws it on the sidewalk, and then starts unplugging all the sensors on the top of the engine while it's running. Including the main <laughs> ECU harness. Yeah. and um, Why? <laughs> Why it, did this man do we this? We were trying to see what it would take to make it stop running. And it took main basically ECU removing harness. the main ECU harness. <laughs> and then, once we plugged everything back in and tried to restart the vehicle, it would start, but the throttle wouldn't work. And it wouldn't go into any gear. Drive-by wire is <laughs> stupid. <laughs> so I don't even remember how we ended up fixing it. I think we just left it be, got ice cream, came back to it, and it was fine. But that's hilarious. Like most Ford products, if you just think about it hard enough, sometimes but it fixes itself. I that's also yeah. remember having to go through several menus on the LCD gauge cluster to find how to disable the traction and stability control in Best the Best thing on the planet, turns Because out. that thing we thought was a four-cylinder because it was so gutless until we turned off the traction and stability control. That thing must have had like tire tread blocks that just like rolled over and it was limiting the power because we couldn't tell what was going on with wheel speed. Because when we turned that off, it, it was a 37 six oh okay yeah wow. so i mean it, it was a it, 305 horsepower engine it's not nothing but i mean like the thing scooted through drainage can we, can ducts we just, pretty can we good just <laughs> stop for a second and talk about how 305 is quote not nothing and like 10 years ago it's all down to power to weight amazing that's power talk, to weight that is let's not talk about existential stuff <laughs> let's just move on with the times <laughs> so Electric, anyway autonomous killing people kind of what i want to get to there is is this an odd thing for people to do to rental cars or is every rental car treated this way i will say for a fact every single car i've been in for any amount of time yeah that i hold some insurance claim for Loaner cars, rental cars, my personal cars. Yep. I have either done a burnout or attempted to do a burnout. The only car I've not been able to successfully do a burnout in was a 2014 Honda Civic with a CVT. Oh, gross. But I did force it to. I did neutral drop. Nice. I'm pretty sure that car's in a junkyard now. But <laughs> I <laughs> the, did do neutral drop the, in the that. The push belt did not enjoy the neutral no, drop. It, I'm sure it did not. <laughs> but no, I did a burnout in a Yaris. It was great. 
Oh, dude, yeah, those have terrible tiny tires and the <laughs> oh, front-wheel drive, so the weight shift, it's all good, but man. Well, here's here's a good question. When I was let's, let's combine our, Allegedly. Let's combine our no, rental car question <laughs> okay. and our slow car fast. Okay. When you rent a car... Oh, you, that's a good one. Because we've already personally talked about this yeah. outside the podcast. When I rent a car, I get the small city car I can. Preferably Yaris or a Fiat 500 or something like that. Because I want something that so, I'm not going to get in trouble with because I don't want to go across states to pay so a that, ticket. That's quali- still let's fun. qualify this. Hold on one second. How many rental car days a year do you have? Well, as I travel at least three times a year to other states, I mean, I probably have about a, three weeks three of weeks? rental car days that that's I'm cute. doing per But I remember uh, my first rental car. <laughs> do you actually? No. Okay, Aaron, <laughs> I want to ask, how many days you spent on a rental in 2017? <laughs> Most so of the year. I drove, I drove a rental car more than I drove my own vehicles. Jesus I tra- so I traveled, for, I traveled for work. I traveled Trebled. every week. <laughs> okay. So I'd rent a car from Sunday night to Friday or Monday to Friday, depending on what it is. So I have 270 to 305. How many different okay, vehicles? you've definitely that? got me beaten. Um, it's usually a cur- about 50 to 50, 50 ish rentals, depending on okay. if I swap the car out for a different one on the weekend. So I can so, tell you about the hustle if you'd so like my, to. Well, <laughs> my, my question is when you choose a rental car, how do you choose it? So that's why the, so I wasn't asking to belittle you about your rental car. No, stuff. no, 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 no. I was, I'm, I'm actually curious. So which one has the this, most V8? Correct. This, so, okay, that that's basically it. So, so but here's the thing, though. And the rarest you, driven wheels. As you so, it, it, anybody listening and anybody that travels for work, you there's perks of traveling for work yeah. because that becomes your commute. So the the status matters. The amount of money that you spend with each company matters. The upgrades and all that stuff. All that stuff matters. So I primarily rent through National. And when I rent through National, I'm at the point where I've got like lifetime executive elite and. Okay. National, being that it's kind of the culture is business. Like Are they a national rental chain? They're international. Actually. Wow! Shut up! They should probably revise Enterprise. their. That's a misnomer. A- a- Enterprise it's false advertising. <laughs> Ow! Ah. <laughs> My ears. You... Ah, please continue. <laughs> so Enterprise, Alamo, and National are all the same company. Actually, yay! So okay. Anyways, why so, did that sound like a painful dump when you said it? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I did to this chair, though. Okay. So at the, least it's perforated. With uh, the executive crap and all the elite stuff, is you just kind of walk in and grab a car. And okay, depending yeah. on what location you are is dependent on what's available. So my choice is always dependent on the airport I'm at and what's available. I've gotten, so stupidly enough, and do you mind if I prelude into something no it's fine so no, it's fine. I, I made yeah. uh, i was in there california. is no rigid structure got this. it so i was in california for about two and a half years the contract just ended and i rented a car every week um Allegedly. i got in i got no i definitely did <laughs> <laughs> so the uh i ended up getting into like filming and doing some dumb stuff and having a good time um i did a few track days with rental cars which is hilarious and uh awesome. i did some uh, if you've ever been to the balcony at willow springs i did I did drifty drift with oh, cool. cars, which is super fun. And <laughs> again, wanted, <laughs> wanting to do burnouts with everything that you get wasn't a problem when they give you like SS Camaros because they're dumb. And 455 horsepower in a rental car is that's very stupid. stupid. It's just stupid. That, very that's, stupid. That's, that's, it's a beautiful thing. I, like I have I have given multiple rental cars back with no tires. Literally no tires. <laughs> like I'm, I wish I was kidding. And there's a sweet <laughs> thing. If you ever get a chance to 
It's called the loss waiver. <laughs> Make sure you get that. It is everything short of you jumping it off a cliff, and they'll be okay with it. So, I yeah. So I had a I had and a, was I the loss waiver want, comped for you? Yes. My question is, business account, and it was paid for. What is the take rate on loss rate waivers for cars like Camaros? Like it's it, got to be so <laughs> high. Well, I mean, cars so no, like Camaros pro- could be Mustangs, and that's one hundred percent. No, they don't. They just eat. They just eat the owner and the company and everybody. It's fine. I tried to rent a Camaro when I went down there, and they gave me that JK convertible instead. That sucks. Did you get? Did you get a, or similar? Yeah, effed, and they made me pay more. So, I got I, I got a, or similar uh, effed too. Um, last time I was <laughs> you said that in a profoundly yes. dumb way, but please continue. <laughs> no, I last time I was in California. Uh, me or my girlfriend and I were um, going to my editor's wedding. I asked for a Yaris. I got f- fucking Corolla. It sucked. I hated it. I wish it was a Yaris, but I'll ex- when they try to I'll ex- you. yeah, it, it's stupid. I, mean, I don't want to be upsized. I will. I will. I want a full-size SUV or I want the smallest car possible. But anyway, I'm going to let you finish your story. Then I'm going to tell you about my little thing. So anyways, I I maybe one day might publish these things under some guise of an online video service. Who knows? We'll just call. I've I've sent Eric some of the the clips. I have a couple of those. And put it this way. I added to the CO2 footprint of myself in California. And I will tell you. You are not carbon neutral at all. Oh, not even close. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that. Dodge Challengers <laughs> do excellent three-gear burnouts. I will nice. tell you Camaro V6s and SSs do excellent three- or four-gear burnouts, depending on where you're at. Oh, wow. Uh, these are all automatics, too, which is even funnier. Uh Yeah, we got that when you said several gears in a burnout. Where with a manual, you just jam it in second, dump the clutch, and away you go. Let me shift because you're a badass. No, I'm not. <laughs> you shift because you're a badass. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, but yeah, so lots of fun stuff. I've, I, I've literally, I, at one point had driven everything they had, and I knew when their purchasers were getting new cars, and I had reserved <laughs> the new car. So I'll tell oh, you Oh, yeah, you've sent me photos of odometers that have, like, six miles on them. I'm like, oh, well, that's going to be thoroughly broken in so in a that's week. Kind of a Can we segue into some cars that you thought would suck and are surprisingly good? Yeah, uh, sure. That, that would actually be a great idea, yeah. So I hate Infinity products hmm. fair. in general. Absolutely fair. I think that they are very behind the times. The, why in the hell are they putting two screens in their cars? Oh, confused? Honda's been doing it. And they just actually, got I think my biggest gripe about Infinity is the fact that they named everything Q. Oh. I, expect us I have literally no numbers. idea. I have no idea what it is. I don't know. Like, li- I have is it no worse idea what's than going Lincoln? On. It is much yes. worse than Lincoln. I think it's worse than Lincoln. Because okay. literally every single Infinity is either Q or QX. It's the only way you can right. tell well, if Q it's... Q is the sedan, QX is the SUV. Yeah, but beyond but, that, I don't... Yeah, but Qs are also the coup- coupes now. So there's no G anymore. I have no idea. All right, so... If you are a upscale executive type, and which trying, I am, which you course. would be trying oh. to buy like the Nissan President or the what was at one point the M, the biggest one you could get. I love that you threw some JDM. I I write for some Japanese sweat, nostalgia cars, some so I'm, swag yeah, in there. That's like my that's the my life. Swag but, daddy. So at, now, if you are some like upscale executive type and you're trying to buy an Infinity, your car is going to have the same prefix as some douchebag Yabo doing a burnout in your parking lot that. Picks up the dumpsters. <laughs> they're not. Sorry. They're not buying. They're not they're buying. buying they're executives buying. are not buying Infinities anymore. No, soccer because, moms are. No, they're and, junk. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. What about it's the like, Red Sport? It doesn't junk. matter. It literally doesn't matter because everything is a Q. So if you get the nicest Infinity, might as well buy a fucking base model G thirty five because it doesn't matter. It has no name. Well, you so, know what I mean. Yeah. So, the Q fifty. So I can't. Back, back to the original question was yeah. like, what's what's 
you thought was going to be good. No, you thought it was going to be shit. And it was both ways, vis a vis, vice versa, reciprocal talk. Uh, I guess I would do more personally the cars that I thought would be good and sucked because there's a lot of cars that I like. I'm just like, that's just boring and terrible. But then I get in, I'm like, this is totally fine. Like, even that ES330, I'm like, I get in that car and I drive it. I'm like, this, you know, this is totally fine. So that comes to the whole point is there's really not not a bad car made nowadays. Right now, yeah. uh, Like, uh, if you buy a new car off a lot, like in a transportation sense, Oh, yeah. No, it's true. Light years yeah. beyond what we were if you bought a new car 10 years ago. I, I would honestly true. say anything yeah. with a single clutch automated manual made today is probably the most disappointing vehicle ever. Because those transmissions are just yep. so bad. I drove Absolutely. the 430 all day yesterday. I'm just like, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, do, do, I understand that it's $80,000 more to get one with a six-speed, but it is 100% worth every penny because that car is not worth buying without the manual. The are we talking about the F430, Ferrari 430 with the F1 gearbox? Uh, yes, we are. Okay. That Which is, is substantially this, worse than the 355's F1 just, gearbox. I just want to point out that you've just complained about Poor you having to be in a Ferrari yesterday. It just was terrible. White people. Problems. It was no. It's yes. first world problems. No, it's first world. I white refuse to check my privilege. You please move on, sir. <laughs> anyway, so my Ferrari is much better. Yes, your Ferrari <laughs> is better than the automatic Ferrari. But Thank anybody you. has I have a choice. I was disappointed. <laughs> I was disappointed by the F430. There you go. I thought it was going to be good, and it sucked. It's no challenge. <clears throat> All right, a car that I was like that disappointed by. I thought. Thank, thank so you, Aaron. The car that I thought was going to be really good, but I was thoroughly disappointed by, was actually an E36 M3, the first time <laughs> I'd ever gotten into one. And I was like... You I, should get in mine. You won't well, be surprised. I was like... I got into it. I'm like, I was expecting. Because previously... that? Previously, my, my only M3 experiences had been an E30 M3 and a uh, O2, whatever that body style is called, M3. Um. I got into an E36, and it basically it felt like an E30 M3 in a fat suit. Yes, which just kind of sucked. Um, so that's, that was me. That was my that, that was a car I just I, I absolutely disdain ever since having been in one. And the I the American ne- market ones, I totally get you. Yeah, I've, oh, I've never been in a European market They're one. Very capable on the track, but if you're doing anything other than track driving with an E36 in stock form, yeah, you're fucking retarded. I exactly. I think they're yeah. super fun. Well, they're fun on the track, yeah. I think they're fun in general. Yours is. Because I have a Hoonmobile. You have the most ridiculous E36. Did you know that they made a Harlequin E36? I don't care. I own the only one. Oh. <laughs> did they make it or did I make it? You made it. Okay. Um, another You car- added to the hood richness. But a can car? I can I answer the question that I posed? For, <laughs> Sorry, I thought you answered it. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Captain uh, Bogart. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. Have your, have your own podcast if all you want to do is talk. Oh, wait, this is your guys' podcast, isn't yeah, it? it is. Please right. just interrupt him. It's faster that way. Yeah, we need true. a bottle opener to get into this next phase of the podcast. I, I have one, but I don't know if I'm going to give it to you now. I will Anybody grab, got a lighter? So I'll grab one. There's him. one in a drawer right there. Aha! I don't need Corey, you. the sound engineer, has one. Thank you, Corey, He's also not been engineer. taken away by geese yet, which is a good thing. Corey gave a thumbs up for all those that so, can't. So, all right. Anyway, thumbs. that wasn't a thumb. That was a middle thumb. A- Aaron, so, so what? What is your choice for the car that you were thoroughly unimpressed by or thoroughly impressed by? Actually, so the Infinity piece. I two stories. I had a one real quick. I rented whatever the big SUV thing is. Oh, they're QX, QX whatever. But the, 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 now, the new one, the QX80, I yeah, think it's is the what QX80 it's called. Is what it is so now. it's like almost a hundred thousand dollar SUV, right? It's supposed to be their premium, super duper model, right? It's a piece of shit. Yeah, it is. 
Eric's not, that's not hyperbole. It, it legitimately fell apart as I drove it to <laughs> Mammoth from San Diego. Seven hours. It had 2,600 miles on it. The VK56, awesome engine. The rest of that vehicle is just like, what happened? I don't know if they made Carlos the suspension out of car. lasagna noodles you and then decided that <laughs> some in, individual should put put it together with duct tape and rubber Dude, bands but and it's got the paper thin leather of 2000s gm yes it does it is absolutely it's not but even they perforate the it and they so have yeah, it white so yes the interior quality is absolute trash and hasn't been updated in 10 years but that's every infinity on the planet the big problem with this thing is i'm not joking this is a literal statement it fell apart like the, the door cards stay in the when you open entire the door window trim. I had that happen in my high school car. I know you the did. entire window trim <laughs> to me on the outside <laughs> came off at speed. <laughs> it was making. Did it, did it peel back slowly? Yes. <laughs> and it made this terrible whistling noise. I thought it was the sunroof. I was like, "What is going on?" And finally, I had, of course, you know, a guy looks like me. We rolled down the window. I got out of the passenger side car and yeah, turned my, to look. That was my other brother, other buddy here. Yeah, this guy, that yeah. same guy that would he's do the totally your evil doppelganger. He's a crazy person. Yeah. But got out on a desert highway in Mojave and found what was going on. It was no joke, a three foot section of metal trim flapping in the wind, <laughs> making whistling noises, thinking us that it was insane. That I ripped it off me and left it in the Mojave with desert. With Brexit. And then I pushed it back on, and it happened again at a higher speed, and it ripped off. Okay, but Brexit. you're also you're doing a that's E30. also that's a thirty year old BMW. This car had twenty six hundred miles on it. Yeah, this has an unknown amount of miles, and is now four times the horsepower. That yeah, it's exactly. To have. You're going at no speed it was ever supposed Un- to be going. Unbelievable. <laughs> Allegedly, unbelievable junk. I mean, like the center console, want, I could shake it. The the seat, the passenger seat, wouldn't stay in place. It wouldn't for <laughs> and some it's not reason, even a coupe. <laughs> junk so that infinity soured me on infinities the top of line model should be your flagship did you that infinity sour sour you as we're drinking sour beers <laughs> sour uh you um, see like that you brought back. puns with the a callback what so call what's a, what's a car that impressed you <clears throat> more another infinity actually so another one of the key you have whoa, whoa, weird, whoa, whoa. you have a weird thing about infinity so again when you get stuck with What's left on the lot? Am I going to take a Fusion? Am I going to take is a Kia a Sorento? I'm, no. Oh, the Sport would be kind of cool. Uh, absolutely. I would have loved to get, get one of those. But when you have a limited amount of, of choices, I took the rear-wheel drive car, and it had the new 3.0 twin in it. Oberon kind of tastes like... Uh, oh, that's what you just opened up. That's, a weird, that's a weird Fruity chaser. Pebbles. It's a weird chaser. Tastes after. like Fruity Pebbles. Anyway... So you got a Red Sport something? <laughs> no, it wasn't a Red Sport. It was the, 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 the Q, whatever the Q50. sedan was. Didn't have the 3.7. It had the 3-liter the twin, twin turbo. turbo. Mm-hmm. And it, 400 horses. It yanked. And it did phenomenal burnouts so I everywhere. Guess, yeah, that's a very that, good that engine. Was, that was, a, that was a, an Infinity that you liked then. Mm. Yeah, because oh. it did phenomenal burnouts. So, Otherwise, did it still have a really horrible interior? Uh, it had the same interior that every other Infinity has had for the last 10 years, except this one had two screens, people. Wow. Two. I got that makes two it good. Fancy. Screens. So, so um, rant. <laughs> actually, Oberon's really I tasty. think this is a good a good point to talk about Infinity's new engine, actually. I think so. Yeah, because... We can talk about how good their drivetrains are and how shit their cars are. Well, Let's no. just segue over to this weird new variable compression engine technology. So, is this like Mazda's crazy thing? No, it's it's 
different. Much more different. Um, much, so much more different tourist. Different, di- different assistance. You put a note in the podcast notes regarding var- Infinity's variable com- compression engine. I looked at it, and I thought, mm, I can't give more of it, any less of a shit about this. And then I actually did some research. I watched the Engineering Explained video. and did great, s- I've way. got I a little diagram explained. going on the TV here, but, too. But um, there's... It's actually a really cool thing where you can have... Their goal is to have the efficiency of a small diesel engine and the power of a V6. I did see this, actually. Yeah, so those are... Looks those expensive. It's by adding 17 more sets of bearings to every four-cylinder engine. So this is the thing. You would think that that's going to make it less reliable. No, which, I think it's going to make it heavier. I think mm-hmm. it's going to make it heavier and less reliable. It's going to have a lot more rotating mass. That's what I I'm think thinking. it's going to be worse overall. It's not going to rev very fast. But this is the thing. According to That's Infinity, cool. they did... I'm uh, glad they're trying to keep the internal combustion engine alive. That's yeah, no, they, they are, which is great. I but have several of those. They did like, like an those. insane amount of testing time. Um, I'm trying to find my... Oh, it, here we go. It was in the notes, yeah. Yeah, they have uh, 3 million miles of road testing, 30,000 hours in test beds, and 600 development cars driving everywhere. See, um, but... But I'm, I'm sorry, what does that mean in the terms of testing new well, that, technology? That's so the thing. That, How that, does that I'm compare to a standard? Yeah, so I have, a I have normal, no benchmark. Infinity's normal test parameters Not Infinity. Are, that's like a real car company. Well, well most, most, most Chevy car just gives a car to him as a rental. And most, says, if it survives, it wins. Most car companies <laughs> do 50 development cars. Just 50. That's it? That's it. As opposed to for six, so is it fifty development cars for new technology, or is it fifty development cars for just something that they're releasing for their, next for year? their new technology? The, it's usually somewhere around fifty. That's what Infinity usually does. Like usually it's about it's about thirty or... to thirty to fifty. Alfa Romeo doesn't. Um, I would then they? I would yeah. do an infinite number. <laughs> but no, it's it's actually it's it's kind of cool because I mean like it's I feel like. You know, they're they're saying tons. that they're going to be able to do this without making it days. any less reliable. Also, they did something that Volkswagen didn't, where they have both direct fuel injection and port fuel injection. Yeah, v- which is, Germans can't figure that out, but Ford does it on almost everything. Know, right? Toyota, Toyota does, does it on it. almost everything. Yeah. Hey guys, we're having carbon buildup problems. What do you think the problem is? Let's guys? put another thirty dollars <laughs> worth of hardware in every car Who and knew? just smack some fuel through the intake ports like we've been doing for the last well, hundred years. The, yeah, thing, right? the huh. thing is, the reason that Vol- works. The reason Volkswagen, Turder. the reason Volkswagen doesn't do this because they just frankly don't give a shit. Because they they're going to sell you another car well, in three years. The second your warranty's up because you know better. No, no, no. Um, it, it'll need an engine by then. By the time it's carboned up, you'll need to replace the engine. Absolutely. Yeah, but but that, that's the thing is you're not going to be owning it. You're not going to be the original owner, so it's not their problem. It's your problem at that point. TSA. Badge as a manufacturer, though, just doesn't <laughs> doesn't care because they're going the same way as everybody else are, and they're becoming Walmart. They say, we have two engines, two platforms. Combine them pick. however you want. Well, they've always and been like that. No, they have not. Okay, let's talk about air cooled. Uh, oh my god! Their Why? modular engine they put into literally anything and everything. Okay, but and then let's talk about the like their four cylinders, which is their modular engine they put in anything and everything. And then like their twelve VR6, chassis in between their like, VR six, which is a modular engine that went into anything and everything. Agreed. I'm not saying that they didn't. They've just always use been doing all that. the time. Yeah. But at this point, they've slimmed down everything. Uh, yeah, everything's a two OTSI. I think. Yeah, every, everything's either this the you know, two OTSI or the three OT, the three OT, the four OT misnomer, or the turbo, supercharged, or the V8, yeah, supercharged. No, it's two supercharged. Test supercharged is the best. Two At least that's a positive displacement roots on it. That's cool. Frankly, I want. I want this idea of the. 
variable displacement engine yes. to work? It does either work. this or the HCCI Mazda thing. I would rather have a V12 and daily drive an electric car. Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I want, so the, you I want, want the, the car. You want the internal combustion sports car to go the way of the horse. It's no. already a horse. I, well, all right. So my thing is, I just, I just want Infinity to make a good, continue electric to make an engine that doesn't suck. EVs are I don't so want them to fun. go the way of. Oh, I agree. I don't want them to go the way of Lincoln, where they're nobody cares. Like I honestly, I don't I think care Lincoln, about Lincoln. I think you will in the next five. Well, years. I mean, I care about. Well, I think one we should reference no. particularly. Yeah. I think we're gonna reference this podcast. I'm tapping the table. In fi- sorry. No, it's okay. No, uh, in five years, I'm gonna say I don't give a shit about Lincoln, and that's gonna be fine. And that's because fine. they're not gonna matter. Right Lincoln's corporate slogan is "Nothing to see here." Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, furthermore. Ford has done nothing to prove to me that they plan to make to anything stuff. exciting ever in the foreseeable future. Well, they still make Are the GT350. No, they got rid of all of their cars that aren't they got, trucks. Well, they got rid of all the stuff that doesn't make them money so they can spend money on making cool stuff like, I don't know, the Ford GT. I don't know, the GT350 and the GT350R? Well, the, prob- the problem is, okay, unless... Well, unless what are you talking about unless, over there? Unless you're buying the, the $45,000... cross, though. If you're buying the $45,000 whatever model, there's nothing that Ford offers you anymore. Because what they were for offering... Oh, they'll sell you a really nice for escape. No, no what they... what now. No, what for they... What, now. So are you, are you going to tell me that Ford's going to make a mid-engine car that costs $20,000 and it's just everything I've ever wanted? Who is going to make that for you? Well, no, that's the thing. Ford is making the Fiesta, <laughs> which is a Toyota perfectly will. fun car that anybody could buy. That's a great car. They are starting to make them everywhere else in the world. I mean, yeah, they're just not going to bring them here. Right now. Yeah, right. and we're just not going to get them. We're so I have, the I have zero faith You caused right the problem. What, what do you drive today? Right now, I'm driving a 2007 Mazda 5. 2007 Mazda 5. And the reason... So you don't drive the new market, so the therefore they not, got rid of it. Because I can't afford it right now. That's why. I'm so why does it matter? What they because I. <laughs> you the, want the used car three, market to be right, better, no, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not at all. In three years, I'm going to be looking at buying my first new or pre-owned car or lease. You've bought and several you think, pre-owned cars. So hold, no, new like hold on one second. Super low. I know, mile. I know where you're going with this, and this is all about Ford's last press release, right? Yeah. Okay. Their PR person is a genius. They said, I think he's a we, jackass. So think about this. <laughs> that is not mutually exclusive. No. That's true. That is Absolutely. true. You can have a genius you and a jackass. You can have a genius jackass. In fact, has I, would, I would posit to both of you that most geniuses are jackasses. Correct. Yeah, no. It, as many Please people continue. hate Elon Musk as they do like Elon Musk. But anyway. I just smoked so, my microphone. The reason why, what has everybody been talking about with Ford in the last month now? That they're getting rid of all their cars that anybody would ever want. So tons of free publicity for Ford. That's all they've been all over the news, no matter good, bad, or otherwise. We're bringing back the teletypes. Eh? So, exactly. So <laughs> here's the thing, though, is they're slimming down the model lines that are not making them money, that make no business sense. As a multinational, multi million dollar company, you kind of have to do the stuff that makes money. Period. So, so you can do the fun stuff. In three years, when you're ready to buy a new car, you don't think there could be something else on the market? Uh, you don't think Ford completely could change their direction? I think that they could change their direction, but currently, as of what I know right now, they're showing me no signs. Currently that today, plan. you could go buy an ST in almost all trims. But you can buy- in a year, I will not be able to. That's what I'm saying. Yes, Ford, is the f- used market to be full of them. No, not a new one. That's what I'm saying. 
I'm just saying that Ford is abandoning. So all this of remind, their fun this cars reminds me of the story of, of my dad. My dad was like, "I want a cell phone coverage that works when I'm hunting up north." Hey, Dad, how often do you go up north to hunt? Once a week. So you literally want a cell phone that works for the two percent of the time you use it. No, that's the thing. You're shopping no. for a car that is the two percent of what you need right now. No, I what I'm shopping for. If I'm shopping for a car that's two percent what I need, I'd be looking analogy. for a Mustang. It would be a great I, buy. No, stop one second. <laughs> what I am talking about is I want a car. Grand performance I want pack. a car that I can Lapses have fun with. As GT350. Hey, shut the fuck up for a second. <laughs> no, I want a car that I want to be able to have a fun commute to work in. So a hot hatch. That's what I'm looking for in my daily driver. And that is what Ford is abandoning right now. So yes, actually your analogy is exactly what Ford is doing right now. Is I want a phone plan but you're not that market, covers that though. 2%. And I'm going to be in, uh, with, by the well, time that they're done not, I'm not saying what Ryan wants is rational, but I'm saying it's pretty common mm-hmm. yes, that, that people will do that. Yes, that is a common thing. And I, I, I think that the ST and the RS models are what catered to that. Agreed, so. but they didn't sell. So oh, these people sold just the fine. STs they, actually they sold. exceeded their what they were intended their projections yeah. they exceeded their projections Agreed, they're but not with, high but, volume but from cars, a business it's standpoint well, they no, didn't from, make financial sense well no th- the thing is I don't think that's necessarily true they didn't make them a bunch to of Ford, money to Ford they but didn't. they didn't lose them money well, but the, when you're going to a one world chassis what do you have to do you make but they're still going to make these cars in Europe yes so other than crash testing five of them each year it's kind of it's kind of like. When Subaru, Subaru, I, to, to, be, so to be honest, I am playing devil's advocate. I know, on this. I know. How the shit but did we get back to last week's topic? No, so all right, easy. Um, I got with Ryan Subaru, all riled up, and he told me to shut the fuck the up. Outback, that happens. So with Just the Subaru, the it. Outback, you can get only an automatic. <laughs> you cannot get with a manual transmission. I know Subaru a guy that has, swaps everything, though. Yeah, okay, but I cool. I know a guy that jerks off all, every night. His name's Corey. Who cares? <laughs> the thing is. Is that, um, God, what the hell? Although Subaru, it makes sense. Yes, most people take the automatic Outback. I know for a fact when I was selling Subarus that I lost at least 11 sales. So I sold one month's worth of sales. So roughly about 10% of the cars I sold there. Not really a month, but I mean, like. So this variable compression engine uses the Atkinson cycle. Is that the five cycle, like the millennia, or is that something else? No, the Atkinson <laughs> cycle uh, keeps the exhaust valve open during the combustion stroke. Oh, so that's <laughs> how you blow through the boost when you're doing VTEC, yo? You're, you're going to think that we just edited out the. We did not. I'm just sick of this bullshit. Of our so arguments. Why, okay, so why are they why are they doing this? Like, what does the ability to drop the compression ratio gain them? So what they're what they're trying to do is that they're trying to uh, give. They're you're trying to make the car actually be a little bit closer to carbon neutral. They're trying to well, get. I understand like yeah. that, but like, how does like, why wouldn't you just want a higher compression car with the eye to do that? Like, what does lowering it... So the, the, the lower, lower compression you? actually comes in at higher performance. So I imagine what they do is... It, it's is that just to, like, use... I imagine, it turn, imagine, imagine it turn, they turn up the boost. And well, yeah, I mean, I understand when you have a, a lower static compression ratio, you have less issues with, you know... I think that's what know, they're trying to do. ...with regular fuel, which people are going to run on these things. What I think they're trying to do with it is that... Um, they're trying the most complicated way. Of <laughs> this, this sounds like a really complicated displacement. This is, I feel like this demand. was a sketch on a napkin in the engineering department, and, and like, yeah, somebody yeah, in corporate it. found it and it's just like, "That's a really good idea." This is I, my lean project. Basically, what what they're doing is they're doing the most complicated way of what Mazda did with just running cars at crazy high compression all the time. 
Okay. Because Mazdas feel fun. They feel great. But I just, I, I suppose, but are all of the vehicles that are going to incorporate this technology, are they all forced induction? Yes. Okay. Pretty that much makes every much Infinity moving forward is... No, that's fine. I, I just didn't know. Forced induction. I mean, like, that's this kind of not a normally aspirated application it? makes no I think, sense to me. I think what, the, what they're doing is, so when it's not on boost, when you're driving eco-friendly, you're still going to have yeah. the same throttle response that you would have. Well, it's I mean, I'd imagine it's going to run like 14.1 when you're not on boost, and then it drops to like... Seven, eight, nine on boost, or I what? don't know what the high point is, but I do know eight uh, to one compression is the low point. Okay. Um, I mean, it looks cool. It's just it's a lot of hardware. I think it's going to rev slower. I don't. I don't foresee like. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. There's a lot. A lot of rotating. Um, I see. Very I, I don't think it's going to be less reliable. I mean, they're all just oil bearings. Well, they're not moving very much. So my issue is when in the engineering explained video they said it to be like a one point four second delay. Whoa. For it to go from oh. highest compression to lowest compression. Well, I suppose that's got to be a pretty skookum actuator down there on the little cam God. that rotates this thing so around. But skookum in this. <laughs> oh, he always has skookum. Skookum has frig, bud. My other issue is, do they just have one actuator? Or is that weight? That that rotating weight can be a, across multiple bearings the, on actuators. Uh, no, it's it's a... it's a, They're going to use like a, a really, really beefy like window motor and gearbox basically to rotate that cam it's going to be electrically actuated it's going to be like a modern differential or transfer case how it regulates torque well, so so it's a worm and wheel okay so i think as far as actual a worm and wheel? i think it's on not, throttle response okay. it's not gonna be any worse than a normal one because if you actually look no, at it'll be fine it, it, i mean they'll program change. all that out you won't even notice it right i think i think the, ma the main issue is Copy going to be between going between high and low compression so yeah my example would control be modules if you're going, if you're, at, you're at one of those little stoplights that you have when you're getting to we the highway. We do have little stoplights. Yeah, the little stoplights. Oh, the meter have, lights. The meter lights. Gotcha. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's the name. When you're at one of those meter lights <laughs> getting to the highway and it turns green and you just put your foot on the floor, yeah. it's going to take 1.4 seconds for it to go from its high compression or whatever but that's to probably giving good you actual power. Because even a, a really tiny turbo with not a lot of connection, you know, kinetic whatever energy inside yeah. of it, I mean, it's... Potential energy. That, it's potential, sorry. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, you're... You're starting to spool it at super high compression, which is good because you get the throttle response. And then as you're losing the compression, the turbo is also spooling. So I think that's a good thing. I just one point four seconds. Turbos. Yeah, that's yeah, true. But yeah. the thing is, one point four seconds seems like technology. One point four seconds eternity. seems like a very I really think this is. Time. I think this is going to drive like a, a diesel truck. I think this I, is going to be dumb. I think it's going to have like a five thousand RPM red line and it's going to have a big yeah. fat meat torque curve between well, look at one and a half and four and you're going to live there all day kind of exactly what mazda was doing but they just they oh it is they 14 to one at high they okay. they scun the, they they scun scun look at the size S of the connecting rod it's not scanned? big skint scanned it scant scant skin what uh, are you trying they the solved word? the problem a different way skin to dent <laughs> so anyways wow. okay <laughs> Well, enough about technical stuff. Okay, so I'm, on a I'm, curious, I'm curious what that word you were trying to come up with. Was. Scun the, scun the <laughs> cat? Infinity is scun doing a variable compression. That's great. We're 50 minutes in. Let's move on to topic <laughs> two, which is we're good at this. the Street Heat Show, which yes. was we had Balto on and he talked about this. And I was supposed to go, but I am an idiot and yeah, you, something else first. You, so you totally are you Ryan's going to cover most of this are one. Are you guys not tired of car shows? Anybody else? I love car no. shows. Car shows are fine. I even go to the boring ones yeah. still because I um, enjoy them. And speaking of such, I went to Street Heat. Excellent. Um, 
So when I found out that it was in a parking lot at uh, the state fairgrounds, I was yeah. expecting a worst case scenario. It's a lot. So the Minnesota State Fairground, we have to explain again for some a, people that didn't there a listen. Wrapped Lambo there. Yes, there was. What well, color was the wrap? Every. Uh, <laughs> for, for all of the colors. <laughs> so for people that aren't from Minnesota that are listening to this, um, no and you didn't. Sorry. Well, and you didn't. You should move um, here. Yeah, and you didn't. Don't, we don't want you. <laughs> Please just power through, Ryan. <laughs> and you didn't listen to the episode with Balto on it. We uh, we're talking about. How the Minnesota State Fairgrounds is basically a giant city. It's and yeah, their parking lots. Their is. parking lots are no joke. It's like a rural lo- like Walmart parking lot. Like it's like top five fair in the country. Yeah, it's like four it's or five like two? acres. Just like the four like parking lot. Time. I think. Anyway, so we held the um, with, or not we. We we were actually invited to judge. You didn't go I, because you were no. I accepted. Yeah, you then, accepted. Uh, I judged. I never put street heat on my calendar, <laughs> and I had something on my calendar three months prior to when Balto came on the podcast. Perfect. Which calendar got in the way equals of it. permanent. I. How does it work? <laughs> so basically, it actually went really well for the most part. Um, <laughs> I, I will have, get to the bad parts. In a I did second. have some indirect involvement in the show. Still. I yeah, saw, I saw lots of pictures, so I it feel like a, I was there. It was a, a lot of really nice cars there. The vendor booths are really nice and spread out, so I like, actually had a reason to walk over to like the dregs of society where they're doing the sound pressure level. Dregs. Oh yeah. They oh, do, oh wait, it's there? one of those types of shows. No, they do no, 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 everything. They do everything, but everything. like down in like this corner, like behind the muscle the cars, like behind some trailers and stuff, and like you had to, like walk through some trees and a little creek with like some oh. beer bottles. In it, <laughs> you got to the sound pressure level section. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it is the like entire population of whatever your shittiest suburb is. Like, it's just Buffalo, yeah. Like, bu- no, I'm, I was thinking, like, like, no, like Spring Lake Park. Like, we're talking, oh, like, no, Frame Ramsey or Pure oh, Trash, like Newport, really like bad. something just Hi, Sandy, no, just like the yeah. worst kind of trash. Those so, are all bro, bro, basically. What I'm thinking, what I'm trying to give you the mental picture of is. Every single person there, a shanty town. Yeah, every single person there was like six feet tall, a hundred and thirty pounds, had a tall tee on, and a really shitty mustache. Um, was it a handlebar mustache in? with wax? No, in we're, it? we're talking like the three hair. Like, oh, 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 not they good. all looked like they idolized Kid Rock. How many it, alternators meth, on average did these cars have? Meth one. Because they can't afford more than one. Because these weren't actually nice sound pressure level cars. Okay, I just I just came to the conclusion we need a video podcast because of the face you just <laughs> made to me when you said one. It was pretty much the best thing I've ever experienced. Um, Do you remember the DB level of who won? No, because I didn't give a shit. Cause I, was, I, I was too busy smelling BO and like, <laughs> like uh, speed stick. It was just disgusting. <laughs> it was just pure poverty. Like everybody Respect would, all builds, Ryan. Every single person was Yo, bro, Fago. I put rims, springs, and tint on this thing. You no, they did not put rims on or build. springs. No, not even springs. So I'm the show was good. You know that joke I was making our last podcast about the quintessential exurb car? Yeah. That was every single <laughs> car in the SPL competition. <laughs> Can I tell a dirty little secret? Um, sure. Sure. I will when just I was, when, I was, when I was in Germany, I built a Fiat Panda SPL car with the shop that I ran. Oh, That's great. God. Anyway. It, was, <laughs> it had a cement floor I and two, two 18s in it. I Promise 164. You, I promise you, your car is better than any of these cars. This was like <laughs> 14 years ago. But anyway. I didn't think people still did that. Anyway, move, moving on. So <laughs> I, the, I was able, I had a reason to walk over there. Great. Yeah, so, no, I get that. Which, I would have totally done that really too. Which is actually really nice. For sure. Um, the cars were really good. I had a great time judging. 
Everybody's super nice. There was very little drama that I noticed, at least, but I'm going to get to what All the dramas happen. and the drifters. Uh, what, what categories did you judge? I judged... All of the uh, show? No, no. I did uh, classic Euros, a bunch of random Japanese crap, and uh, I think like Hondas. So and, like old classic Japanese Legit stars. question, because I've never yeah, been yeah, to Street Heat and never... Is it kind of like the our generation's version of street machine nationals or yes. something like that okay yes that. pretty much yep so the they're trying to, euro, I think they're trying to take the same spot what's considered them. a euro classic now i i went Is by the like, mark Rigetta, yo i went by no, uh, no I, I went by <laughs> trash my original Burn thought off. was i was going to do the 25 year rule for importing cars like anything that. anything 25 years old and older i did have to extend it up to just like 20 years old because there is a couple of cars that were very nice that didn't qualify for anything else. I wanted them to get something. Um, and but all of the Japanese you had domain over? Yeah, and that was Durain, actually... Rain actually, that was really hard. Uh, I only had like a first and second place Alexis because there's only two Alexis there, hmm. which is shocking because there's way more that were supposed to be there. Um, I should have brought the ES. But anyway, third. But no, the, car, the, the show was actually really, really good. Uh, some really cool builds I didn't know were around. Uh, in town, it was mm-hmm. probably the coolest CRV I've ever seen in my life. I like the yeah the the scope, just the reach of a show like that. Just gets so many people that just somehow aren't on the typical in, internet interwebs. channels where we are. Yeah, no, like I saw like a you, like a mobile like, like a mobility ma- van for this guy that was I think a quadriplegic. Um, the this guy was a quadriplegic. Hat, I respect his build. It was actually a really cool van because it was a, a Ford Econoline two fifty. I think it had a V ten in it. It was lifted. He actually used it for off-roading, and he had his brother drive him around. Like, that's, that's super-duper cool. So that, that Any fan, controls? Uh, no, his brother His brother drove. He was sitting in the back because he was in, a, like, a full wheelchair. Okay. He had a whip, um, and yeah. there was, yes, like, he a, a, gil- yes. a gilded chariot he sat in yeah. in the back. Exactly. It was, like, a glass Pope dome. <laughs> he I'm, wasn't there. I'm picturing, like, 300. Yeah, it wasn't there. Yeah, kind of like that. with all the piercings. That's a whole so, um, so the show was good. No, no, it was, it was a good show. Uh, I really liked it. I hope I, I think it's it's a big departure from previous MNCEC shows where there were organized sure. chaos. MNCEC, uh, CEC, Minnesota Car Enthusiast Club, Minnesota Car Enthusiast cool. Club. But they, it the it's a huge yeah. club. A it's the largest. So like, is that like it's, it's the in largest, the top five largest car clubs in the country? Yeah, but I mean like. It's huge. Car enthusiast club. Is that everyone? Yes. You may listen to our third episode. Yeah, just go, listen back. You'll, you'll it. get it. Um, <laughs> you can hear Mr. Balto, who I would actually like to have on again. Yes, I would love to have him on again. Just but to no, the, get it his was, version of the recap Their previous of the show too. shows were kind of organized chaos right. because this they was were... This a whole new level of show for well, them. Well, the thing is, is it, this is a show where you didn't have the backing of like Hot Rod Magazine or something, and you were trying to basically corral... 2,000 unruly millennials, which is herding cats in mass. How many segues were there? Zero. Were they not allowed? How many hoverboards? (sighs) Zero. Good. Uh, I want to go to this show way more now. And I already wanted to go really bad. How many many sharper image Razor scooters? Uh, One, because I had one in the back of my van. Awesome. (laughs) So, okay. There were. I assume there were sponsors, though. I mean, at this event. Yeah, yeah. It made performance and stuff like that. Some. Oh, Chris. Yeah, cool cool stuff. Yeah. Um, Made them on? Uh, no, we we've not, not but I, I plan to ask uh, Dan to come on sometime soon. That'd be fun. She have Chris, too. Chris, yeah, is, Chris, Chris is way is more business-y, businessy I, I love, now. I love Chris. I used, to, I used to work with him. So I'll get a fourth right? microphone. We'll have them both on. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> I think everybody in the car community in Minnesota at some point in time has a tie to map 
Yeah, I, I, I think, think I think, think that might be true. Yeah. They're Kevin Bacon. I either think they're either, Kevin Bacon. My, either they're tied to map, or they know somebody directly that's absolutely. like in their inner friend Lots circle. Of things. That is. I yeah. mean, I I know the map guys, but not well enough where I'd like go over beer with them necessarily. But like six, B May, six operates yeah, down there. You used to live next to them it's all like, it's like the time. Kevin, I've been on their Kevin dino Tan. like thirty times. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody has somebody that knows somebody that knows Kevin Tan. If you're I'm kind of that same way. Yeah, that's true. You are. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell people, I think we're very much the, what do you drive? So, yeah, for sure. Right, I don't know so, people by name. It takes me 10 what years. Was the, so what was I the top to get, five cars I want to hear? Sorry. Uh, the top five cars. In your opinion. Like, uh, they didn't have to was, win awards. What were there your There was favorites? a really, really, really cool uh, pink, like, sparkly wrapped uh, Mark III Supra, which sounds terrible, but no, it's actually very that. well built. Cool. Flip-up headlight. Yeah, flip-up okay. headlight Mark III. Um, the one Jay Z. There was a Nissan Laurel, which was a drift car, or not Nissan Laurel. I'm sorry, it's a Toyota Chaser. That was a uh, drift car. It was really cool. A uh, Mercedes 300 SDL. A Mahindra Roxor, which is a brand new CJ2 that's made in India. What that is, you. What is that? It's a brand new CJ2 that's made in India. I what's just the, described what's it. What's a CJ2? A, like a 1952 Jeep. It's like the ultimate off-road vehicle. It's really cool. Like uh, Tata Motors thing, or is it no just Mahindra? Like Mahindra. Yeah. Was that part of the monster truck thing? No, that was that's that was actually a vendor car. I don't know anything about. And those then um, the one that I gave first place to for classic Japanese was a uh, Nissan Autec R32 Skyline 26, which is an NA RB26 Weird. all-wheel drive sedan with a rear wiper and like every single option. I didn't know they cool. did an NARB26. I didn't know they did no, either. I didn't know either. That's a we were all shook. Sure. It That's was really rare. cool. Shook AF, super fam. Rare. But I mean, like all motor, woke. all motor. It That's made woke. like so woke. All motor made like 220, 230 horsepower, which is That's like in fun. 1989 is, was is it literally an RB without turbos. Well, there's got the RB26 without turbo. Yes, it's RB26 DE. Yes. Wow. It was really weird. All right, talk about monster truck running people's cars. <clears throat> yes, that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I said talk about it. So there was a... Sorry, I'm bobbing out a, on that there, microphone. There was a vendor uh, who brought a monster truck, and I guess... Like a legit... Like, I'm talking like, like literally, talking literally engine in the middle, tube chassis, fiberglass body, giant tires with eight-inch deep treads on it. Like a fucking monster truck looks like Gravedigger, but was blue and had some vendor logos. I can't remember what the vendor was. Probably good for them because uh, I totally yeah. would say their name. <laughs> um, I feel like this was the same guy that was at the uh, St. Paul Airfield show, the Mad Further show a few I don't years know. ago. I, don't I went re- to that one. I went to that, like, but, I, uh, yeah. but anyway, kind of oh, sorry. I, I feel like there's this monster truck so, guy that's just terrorizing Minnesota car shows. It, it, I, it just his stuff I think this is the guy. Because what this guy did is he goes and he does like an axis drift where he does like the four wheel like four wheel steering like burnout thing, and he's launching like brick sized fucking rocks across the parking lot, covering like maybe a quarter of the show with fucking bricks. Did anybody <laughs> ask him to do this? No, this? no. Who would ask him to do something like that? Who goes? Uh... Hey, can you ruin some cars, please? But no. We would love it if you could put uh, large pits and break windows. So this guy, he did it away from the main show, which he probably thought was fine and dandy, except for the fact he totally misjudged how long these bricks are going to fly for. Because there was a car that was probably, you know, from where I am to where your Audi is, which is probably about 50 feet. That's at least two school bus lengths. Yeah, well, three. Three, three school three, bus lengths. Three school bus lengths. Launches a brick... I measure the back window. 
of a Nissan um, Rogue, <laughs> and then like breaks the head, like the the headrest on the passenger back seat, like snaps that Excellent. off of the seat. Does he know this is going on? I'm assuming he's no. pretty like ignorant no. in the dude no. doing this. No, this is like the guy all. in Mad Max, the original. No, no, Waterworld. That's what I'm thinking of. The guy with the turret or whatever, and the smoke from the machine gun is blacking out his goggles, and the, yeah, kills the, everyone. Yeah, he kills everyone. Yeah, he can't just see. like that. Yeah. just like that. And so. Sorry like that's just one reference. one of many many Grandma. cars that were totally annihilated. <laughs> and, like there's a bunch of other cars and that the, like that's so they invented a couple of vendor, vendor logos lines. on said truck. Yes, mm. and there was probably <laughs> at least sponsorship. Yeah, there were at least eight cars <laughs> that had over a thousand dollars worth of damage uh, on them. Awesome, and many many more. Probably I'd probably say about twenty cars Ryan, that were damaged. The worst damage. Was in the butts of the drifters. Yes, that w- I will tell all you that of the in butt a second. Damage. I will Wasn't tell you that the in a ego second. of the monster truck driver. No, but anyway, so I guess close. I guess this monster truck driver. I'm not sure exactly, but I've heard that there might actually be like lot like police charges filed. That's reckless because endangerment. Reckless it's, endangerment. It's probably like felony property damage too. Oh, like, totally felony You're property damage. You're straight up damage. like hucking bowling balls at people. Like, <laughs> like, you imagine if you like hit somebody's kid. I, yeah, exactly. God, I too old. shoot randomly like, up in the air with God. my firearm. See, but, then you put me in a rental car and I'm like, oh, who cares? But anyway, <laughs> exactly. Let's see if I can jump this thing. So, my life. Who could jump tell me what to do. Uh, so yeah. uh, then my my second of three gripes I had was uh, that drifting was canceled. Collective groan, I guess, because oh, everybody no. really gives a shit about drifting. It's fun except, to do, terrible to watch. Well, all right, so my thing is the way they handled it. Drifting was canceled because they were of a 6 a.m. practice time, which is totally preposterous. Drifters don't get up before noon. Well, they did. They did, did and they made a lot of case. noise. What? They did? But I don't know. <laughs> Whoever said that 6 a.m. was a reasonable start time and didn't like... What is SR20 for 100, Alex? But so anyway... It's no, nobody said that, that that was a bad idea. I guess there is no, there's nobody like that, like going. J, bro. Maybe we shouldn't do this at exactly six a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Um, did you just say six a.m. in the morning? Because if yes, so, I'm, I'm a Trigosaurus Rex. Anyway, but, so um, <laughs> it, mind you, again, the folks not in Minnesota, like our fairgrounds are pretty much downtown. Yeah, they it's are a in a highly dense, populated area. It's a highly area. It's a, it, they're like in the middle of the fairgrounds. I get that, but second, second biggest mall is, is like five minutes away. This the thing is, it has a good location. A really loud open header LS will be heard for more than a half mile away. <laughs> so that's the issue. So anyway, drifting got canceled like immediately before the show even happened. That's why I got to go LQ. And. Now, Much here, so all that, okay, the series of unfortunate events, this is the thing that got me. They didn't give the drifters free entry into the show, and there was another drift event happening up in BIR. Mm-hmm. I really feel like those drifters, because they didn't go to that event at BIR and decided to go to the MNCEC event, uh-huh. should have been given free entry into the show. Probably. I mean, they're probably the least reliable drift cars, because they couldn't make it up to No, Rand. these were actually, like, re- these were very nice drift cars. No, like, I, I know. They, they were actually, like, properly well-done drift cars. So, yeah, th- that's only... That's I'm only bummed crap. that I, they canceled the drifting. I don't watch it. I don't really care about it, but, but there's kind of like, Oh, yeah. No, that yeah. was that was the main complaint. I know. Um, I, I, I so, had internet where I was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I'm sure you see. heard about it. I, uh, so, sorry. My, sorry. Ignorance. Yes. What's up? The cause of the cancellation there was, was no the 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Noise, noise complaint, basically? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why there was drifting practice at 6 a.m. That's yeah. like putting an exhaust well, competition or an SPL competition at 6 a.m. They were a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
It's like, well, yeah, no, no, hey, the, that's the, have practice with race cars at 6 a.m. and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. What do see what I mean? Okay. Right. Like the, there's the nobody that too. there's nobody there in this like entire series of events that said maybe this isn't a good idea. What do they think practice was just a driver's meeting? Did I don't they not know. know what practice meant. I don't know. Huh. Cause they were like, I've seen videos of practice. It was actual drifting. Yeah. That's like wide practice. open throttle LS drifting. Like yeah. it was legit drifting. So these are not necessarily street legal vehicles. So. Yeah, so <laughs> these are very loud cars. I don't know who thought this was a good idea. Now, my personal only gripe was because, uh, yeah, I mean, I can get the drifting was canceled. That's not that big of a deal. Just just give them the free entry. They'll be fine. Or they give didn't them do that. to the next show. So Yeah, or like something. Uh, this is my issue. Uh, the state fair staff was absolutely worthless in every way. Like, there was no redeeming quality of a single person that worked for the state fairgrounds, and every single one of them should be ashamed of themselves and should not... I assume they were paid staff, not volunteers? Yes, and they were not part of MNCC, and they made MNCC look terrible. I think that's one of the requirements when you, like, quote-unquote, rent... Yeah, you have to you rounds. have to use their staff. Have you have you been to a like a street machine national? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the same it's way. The same people. Have you been yeah. to the fair? Yeah, <laughs> they are absolutely atrocious. Yeah, um, they're not good people. But the thing is, those state fair staff, I was able to walk from my car up to the judging booth without purchasing a ticket or even being asked to purchase a ticket or question or anything. And I walked past, like I walked through a line of people. I walked. A, like in front of a bunch of people that were wearing state fair like jackets, like I, there are multiple people. It's like kind of like walking onto an airplane holding a bomb and nobody stops you. Did you walk oh, with so authority? 2000. Did you walk with authority though? No. I don't want to. It's too early in the morning for me. Dan wanted me there at 9 a.m. I don't know why, but you want me there at 9 a.m. So I got there at 10. There's a reason why (laughs) we do the podcast at noon, and it isn't because it's the earliest possible time we can do the podcast. It's because that's when I'm pretty sure I can get Ryan down here. Yeah, exactly. I'm not... (laughs) I try so hard to wake him up early. I really do. No, it it doesn't happen. Well, the thing is, if you wake me up before, like, 10 a.m. on a Saturday, I'm going to be really surly. And it's I gonna like, like it's gonna, it's gonna like, just kind of fuck up my whole day, and I'm gonna be a really big dick the entire day. So I showed up at ten because I didn't want to be a jerk while judging, and I don't want to like dock everybody points for having fake wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, anyway, that was my main thing: is that state per- fair staff was just of awful. Fake wheels. Um, now you didn't go, but your brother did. And he right. took the 500e. He did the okay. electric Fiat. How did that, that autocross? So Scott, my brother, was um, registered to do the autocross in his 911 Carrera two. And uh, about three days before the autocross event, uh, we were down here where we are recording right now, and it was up in the lift, and I was changing mufflers out for him because his track day at Brainerd had, like, he had people coming up to him asking if his mufflers fell off, basically. So he wanted a quieter car to do the autocross event yeah. at Street Heat. And said that's all fine and well, but the car had a whole bunch of broken bolts down here, so I couldn't put mufflers back on it. Okay. I was out of town. That's fair. I didn't take the E, and I had intended to take it to the show to autocross it. So I offered it to my brother. Like, mm-hmm. why don't you just take my car and autocross it? So he did. And let me set the stage by, I mean, Street Heat was a very well-run event on it was, the whole. It was very good, yeah. They had an autocross. It was run by the SCCA. SCCA does not allow Fiat 500s to autocross because they have a rollover tendency. 
somehow nobody got the memo and Scott was allowed in with the 500, <laughs> which is great. I mean, it's an E. It's fine. The battery yeah. is 650 pounds of lithium batteries on the floor. It's yeah, the you're best fine. It's not tipping over. It's the best 500. And it's got all of the torques. But he was thrown into the V8 class where he ran <laughs> all day and he went there with a like a 93% charge or something in the morning and he came home like he brought it to my house with a 65% charge so he did did seven run groups (laughs) and he used like I mean let me let me get this straight the efficiency was horrendous yeah yeah but I mean still like there was a a bunch of charge left in that thing and it was awesome because he it's a high enough charge state in the battery where the thing had full power all day full full 83 kilowatts and the thing ran nice I mean the top time in his group was 23.9 or something, and his was 25 dead. And, I mean, wow. he was up against some really fast cars, and I've got, like, Riken Raptor tires and, like, the completely so wrong springs and stuff. Yeah, so you, you did zero prep, and you were prep. It's hot on daily the... that I just, like, built to be super cheap and so awesome. So you, you have a car that's a subcompact yeah. with shit tires, it, the my wrong new, springs. My Sparco wheels <laughs> with new tires from Tire Rack were $630. Yeah, so, so yeah, shit wheels and tires. Or, wheels are fine, but shit tires. This, go, this goes bro. back to the, the whole thing that we were talking about previously, though, is slow car fast. Like, you legitimately the give it enough e effort, you can so have fun fast. in anything. Yeah, you just can, yeah. go out and do it. Like it doesn't matter. Whatever you have, go. While I do agree, go. the 500e is like the fastest thing out there. That car is hurtfully fast. Below oh, absolutely. Autocross, short distance stuff. It's yeah. awesome. So yeah. did uh, Eric, Scott, Scott. No, so I know Scott ra- raced the 500. Yep. Who, who was the top time in the V8 class? Because I know the, Eric McClellan was racing his, his awesomely. Track so prepped. While you're Z-O-Sense. getting yeah. that spreadsheet, um, I'll talk about attendance. Um, Wait, what kind of events? So there was autocross, is auto- car show, everything, drifting man. was canceled. Yeah, that was it. S- mm, SPL. SPL. And yeah, that was is it. That, that it? That was it. Okay. So, so um, it, they don't as, have far as, as far as attendance goes, um, Ooh. oh my God. I, really? I, my phones are on mute. Something downstairs is ringing. I'm sorry, guys. Um, the top time is not, there's no name listed. It was a Mustang GT. The top five times are 2015. Okay, so that's fair. That's totally fair because it's got independent back. rear suspension and everything. Uh, as far as attendance goes, attendance was pretty solid. Um, and I was expecting, and I, I knew it was going to be decently attended. I just wasn't sure if everybody's going to be happy and smiling or if everybody's going to be like really angry. Yeah. And it was pretty solid. Like, I'd probably say about 70% happy. 70, 75% happy. And for a car show, 70, 75% smiles, that's pretty good. Especially because people are hot and unhappy. The salty people are the noisy ones. So yes. I bet it was truthfully like 90% happy. Well, no, I mean like walking around like gleefully like, yeah. Like if you go to like back to the 50s. That's it, just a bunch of uh, like women just sorry, like hating their spouses at well, the show. Yeah, it is. It's true. But if you go to back to the 50s. It's the same like, like or, 27 people it, it's, go every year. The thing <laughs> is back to the 50s. You have probably about like a thirty to forty percent gleefully happy, like probably percentage. You go to street heat, you're still in that same range. If you go to like JCCS, you're still around like sixty percent, and that's a very niche show where people yeah. like go like out of their way to go to. Well, there's even what was the Ignorance, show this morning? JCCS, um, inter- inter- Intermark, which apparently oh, is that was really this good. morning. Yeah. crap, I didn't Whoops. know that. What is JCCS? Japanese know. classic car show. 
it's the largest largest classic Japanese car show in the world. I wanted it to do uh, here Intermark. Cal- no, it's in California. California. That's why I go to California. Nice. Free going. Have you been to Auto Salon in Tokyo yet? No. Is it on your list? Yes. I heard it's nuts. So something like, but I mean, like, even like large shows like that, like when I'm talking about gleefully happy people, I'm talking people that the, the aren't, Japanese like, they're always happy. Well, they no, have no choice. They're the, drunk. The thing is, the thing is, gleefully happy people at a car show. Like, that's actually really hard, because if you think about it, like, you're usually really hot, you're hungry, you're something, you got poop or something, like, there's something going on. Like, you, Every day for day. you to, like, actually be at a car show and the entire time you're like, yeah, like, this is great, like, that's actually very rare. So, that's my question, though. So, like, we, I touched on this in the beginning, it was kind of in jest, but kind of serious, is, as I get older, and I don't know the ages no, of anyone at Aaron. the table. Yeah, I'm old, I'm bald and, and fat and, yeah. and lazy, and it happens. But so my I find going and looking at people's cars kind of gets boring, long in the tooth. It depends I, on what you're looking at, and I, I, so I agree. I, I agree. So yeah. I agree. So, but that's yeah. what I'm saying is that unless it's a really unique auto show, like I had the opportunity to go to the first Radwood. Okay. I because I happened to be in California, it just was a thing. Okay, yeah. Super neat. It was a very interesting approach on that. I went to one of the first, one of the '90s show at the national sports center or whatever that was super neat if it's not something that's unique it kind of gets long in the tooth the that was me. back I to the that, 50s sorry. car show perfect example it's like which 32 high boy is best 32 high boy like it's all the same cars it's all the same things and how many 55 bellers can i look at before i want to throw up on its face i don't care anymore i don't so, care all right well yeah so, so that, that that's exactly it it's like a lot of people like are kind of over it at that point in the show all right I think uh, we're running out of time on the show. No, I want to. I want to get to um, our Patreon topic. Uh, yeah, I definitely do want to talk so about. I that. will let you explain that since Sounds that's good. your kind of your baby. <laughs> Sounds good. This one uh, we actually did get a new uh, second level Patreon, but he hasn't given us a topic yet. So this one again is from Scott, and the question is: This week, what car do you bring to a car show to demonstrate that a you are an enthusiast, like a unique car, not a supercar, uh, or b <laughs> that you're a tool or a poser? Or you're clueless or misguided. So I actually put a couple of things kind of in parentheses here that I want to talk about, but I also want to hear from both of you guys briefly too. Um, I kind of want to start with the A though. What do you bring to a show to prove that you're an enthusiast? And I want to go back to, I think one of the last Cars and Coffees at Canterbury last year. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought that C4 Callaway Hammer. That is an enthusiast car. That's that thing. That is such a show a for me. Weird, I don't care cool about the car. exotics. And this dude had it parked in the middle of like the Chevy Volt section. Or, like, he's the had Mustang. it since noon. And he doesn't care and he drives Correct. it like a Correct, but I mean, man. seeing one of those things in person was just... And nobody They're was gnarly. around it. Nobody gave was a shit. Was this the the actual sledgehammer? Aero body. The full aero? Okay, good. Yeah, it's so the good body, the turbocharged, good one. everything, the one that will kill you. Stuff like that. The, the, prior, one that the, prior one, yeah, the prior one didn't have all the body mods and all right. the fun this stuff. This was an so. aero body. Yep. It was incredible to see one of those things in, per- in person. So, so then, that's my example that's, for the That's your example for an enthusiast car. Yeah. And then, Give um, me one a piece. All right. Well, no. As I say, well, are we gonna do well, this one by one? Then is that the idea? No. I, I, well, I, I say, let's okay. have let's have Aaron do all three of his. And okay. I'll do all three of mine. Sure. That are, I'll do mine really then quick. Then I'll finish up. And then you fine. finish up. Aaron, what are your three? Oh my god! You're put me, but he, Eric hasn't done his. You want to No, 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 no. He's gonna be last. Okay, Start with so the enthusiast. Your enthusiast. Car. Uh, I, so enthusiast, I think, is all about passion, and passion is all about what you yeah. love to be around. And my dream car, even though it's kind of gotten kind of crazy, is the Alpha GTV. I would Fair. love 
a, that's an enthusiast car. Absolutely love one like a like a '68 with all the trimmings. Yeah, the, the original, the original GTB. I would love, even in race spec would be fantastic. I would love to just that's definitely slow car fast. Cool. Uh, poser. Tool. Tool. Oh, that's that <laughs> is, slash pool. That is, slash poser. That is real easy. <laughs> Go buy any diesel truck. Go put, oh. put that thing on some low pros. I was going to say the car I drove all day yesterday. Jack that baby up. Come in and roll coal on everyone. F430 F1 Spider. C. Uh, What's the C clueless one? slash misguided. <laughs> car that you want to look cool in, but you don't know what the hell cool is. Yep. Yep. So oh, pretend so you know what, nothing about cars. I want to say what Fiat does, 500E just to piss Eric wh- off. What, <laughs> what does... <laughs> nobody will pay attention to it. What does the IT guy at your high school that you went I'm to that IT doesn't know... Oh. What are you talking about? Mm. Ouch. <laughs> what does Corey's brother, Kale, who has okay, no... Okay, no. cars. I mean, good no. car. No, no, no. All right, we're not talking about Kale. Anyway, you know what I mean, just a normal pleb. So you think that like the Mazda Speed Three is a good car? I actually do like that. Like car. the Protege, the original one. Yeah, those are good. Right. Yeah. You think that's a? You think that's well, like, that was a Mazda I, Speed Protege? That wasn't a Mazda that, Speed Three. Well, whatever. That's the sort of thing where, chassis. like, if you're just a nor- if you're that. just a normal person, you don't really know what that is. So okay, I'll, I'll, that's what I'll I mean. Another one. That's a rare car. So Mazda all right. So you think anything's co- so? Here's the other thing: is that I think that is the juxtaposition between the first question. Ooh, first question is all about passion, and the passion in the car is what you. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if that's you built the car a CRX, that flies under the amazing. radar, though. Not necessarily. You're clueless, meaning that you're just not passionate. You no, I was talking car. about enthusiast, not uh, not poser. So I think enthusiast can be anything, though. Enthusiast it, is oh, what you're passionate be. Yeah, about. for sure. Like, if you built a CRX and that CRX is super clean and you put everything into it, yep. then I appreciate sure. your passion. That's for that what I go to car shows to look so at these it, days. Bingo. Yeah. It, it's so more something that. that somebody that just, like, they don't know what they're doing and they're just trying to do something just to look cool. Right. So that's what I'm saying is okay. that I think that's the opposite, is the person you go to that the goes show. and writes the check for whatever they want. Yeah. It's okay. the guy that shows up with the brand-new Porsche. It's the guy that shows up with the brand-new Corvette. <laughs> the guy... So this... I actually have a couple is, of those in my list. This is quintessential. The, yes. the, the ZR1 guy that goes yeah. and buys the brand-new ZR1, yep. but he picks it in automatic, and he picks it in convertible. Yes. That's the guy that has no damn 15, clue. And he gets 15,000 miles that's out of a guy, set of rear tires. That's the guy that has no damn clue. Okay. So there you go. That's a very good description <laughs> of it. Um, all right, for me, uh, sidebar. I'm upset that they're making that in an automatic and convertible. Yeah, that's me very too. stupid. Um, so dumb. So an enthusiast car, a tool car, and a clueless slash misguided car. I would say an enthusiast car would be any car that you have not heard of that actually is good. A Mazda 323 GTX. I love those. That so is good. an enthusiast car. I, w- I would look the shit out of one of those at a car show. <laughs> um, Just pick it up, put it in my back pocket. A, take it home. A tool slash poser car. As poser is spelled with a U, I think it might have been an accident. No, I'm pretty sure that actually is correct. Okay. It was written by Scott. So. Yeah, it's true. Um, a tool <laughs> slash poser car. Um, it You know what? It's going to be really easy to pick on truck bros. I know. Like, it's so easy. Well, good. They suck. But pick on I, them i'm i'm going to actually go with uh the sort of person that buys any dodge challenger in a bright color and does aesthetic mods only and thinks that they've got the cool shit in the world is this challenger a v6 all-wheel drive challenger doesn't matter it could be a demon i see those all the, the time. sort of person that buys one and takes it to car shows does cosmetic mods only 
and just thinks that it's the coolest thing on earth because Challenger. One so of that, those tried to run me in the 1M. So that person right there. Random that question. Person. Have you seen the new trend with the Challenger, Charger, Hellcat, packing strip being part of the, like, packing you strip. leave it on? So, like, they come with these, like, Oh, the yellow. orange things on the front? Yes. Yeah. They leave them, mm-hmm. and they make them, like, permanent on the car. That one, so I would is that, 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 is that the guy? Yeah. I, no, I, no, no, that's not I quite. That'd those. be more the C guy, the clueless slash misguided. Yeah. They, um, no, the the tool is like, I'm talking like the bright blue with like matching blue wheels and like a fart can on it with your like Hemi V8 with the scat pack option, but you only bought it to look cool and you don't actually use it. That's a tool. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's, I'm going to say that, or that could go for really any modern American muscle car or any like STI or WRX or Evo, uh, clueless slash misguided, um, burger. I'm not going to steal yours. You can't really, really, really want to. Well, do one other one first and then come back to the one you want to steal from me. I'm going to have to putting them in there. I'm going to have to say a tool slash misguided person car, um, any Alfa Romeo that is not a 4C or a Julia. There. All right. Also fine. known as which, which one did you want to steal? Wait. Uh, no, no. Moder- Wait. Modern Alfa. Which one modern did you want to steal? Is an 8C considered modern? What? Is an 8C considered modern still or no? No. Okay. It wasn't sold in America anyway. That's that's a cool car. But I'm, basically, I'm talking about like a Stelvio, basically. Anybody that drives oh, you're talking about Alfa Romeo. A, a Mazda, Mazda 3. Yeah. Anybody that buys an Alfa Romeo Stelvio and goes, oh, I've got an Alfa Romeo. Like those people. Um, yeah. The one I wanted to steal was Maserati Coupe. Yeah. I just, actually, you know what? I'm going to say any other Maserati that comes to a car show. If you're in a Maserati, get the fuck out of the car show. If you have a bi turbo, you're fine. Any other Maserati, get the fuck out of here. Go back to your little office job at Best Buy you, where you're working in like upper level IT. You're only fuck you. The Ghibli, you right? don't matter. I'm talking Ghibli. about any fucking Maserati. Have you driven the GT? Levante? I don't care. Because everybody that owns it, no, I shouldn't say everybody. The so is super fun. Though. It's a horrible it's vehicle. It's a stupid. I'm glad you had. It? I'm it glad. Sucks. Yes, I'm glad you had fun with yours. It's I a horrible vehicle. Good. All right, back All right. to mine. Right. Yours, the tool poser. <laughs> I already kind of said it when you guys were talking. The Ferrari F430. Yes. You just write a check for a used 430. Yes. Like, oh, I'm hot shit, but the car fucking sucks. <laughs> C. <laughs> clueless, only, right? misguided. Yeah, the six-speed F430 is a really good car in a coupe form. Um, yeah, I have Maserati coupe. That's old and new, preferably with Cambio Corsa. (laughs) (laughs) I had the G37 Infiniti in there because that's just something that people pick when they're like, I want a sports car. And I've got a base 2.7 liter Boxster in there. (laughs) 350Z is also in there. Yeah, for sure. And then I've got like the Chevy Volt. I'm like, I see those at car meets sometimes. And the person's like just super jazzed on like the sales brochure numbers from 2004 or whatever the hell these things were announced. 2008. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They are good cars, but I hate, <laughs> hate most of the people that own them. It's the thing is it, it isn't like necessarily, they own them for it's not bad necessarily reasons. A bad, it's not Pretty necessarily drivers. a bad car. It's a bad owner. I agree. Yeah. The G37. There are no is, bad cars, it, only bad owners. The, well, no, there yes. are bad cars, but uh, the G37 is one of those cars where you're right. It's like the people just go, oh, a sports car. I'm going to have an automatic G37 because 3.7 V6. Yeah. Got a VQ Can we roll that back to the. Look like, how cool G30. it sounds. Can we roll that back to every G35 <laughs> just like a real and every VQ. 350Z that came with an automatic as well? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. An Infinity just drove by. It, it oh, sounds man, like Chewbacca with a garrote. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> 
You're being I, nice. I was thinking Chewbacca, you know. Yeah, but anyway, so um, anyway, <laughs> I want to make a disclaimer saying we don't vehemently hate Infinity. No, we it's don't. Just this that was an Infinity hater podcast. Oh, we did God. hate the shit out of Infinity today. <laughs> it's really bad. Today. I did say I really liked the I am so sorry. It was a good motor and did lots of burnouts. Um, and I, I will talk about... Um, we. The I do have six is good. So. I, I, for our last thing we're going to mention before we leave, uh, I do want to talk about no, um, the. Uh, we're going to do one. <laughs> Fine, I'll move this to the next. Cool. One then. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the U.S. charging uh, Martin Vintercorn or Wintercorn uh, with four felonies. I liked it because Vintercorn. Vintercorn. Uh, he looks like he would have been part of the SS. Uh, in that picture that you have, not there, the Chevy one. You can't obviously take him violent. The German one. Can I seize your papers? But anyway, uh, yeah, no, so... Uh, I feel remorse for the fact that I got caught. This is so, so terrible. Right. So, so Mitsubishi got their ass kicked from emissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other people have. They all played the game. Yeah, they've all played the game. Volkswagen's the only one I know of where there's actually people sitting in jail right now because of that. Uh, they have, I think, currently three or four... Um, Three or four different uh, executives that were involved with the emissions cheating scandal that are now in jail. Uh, this gentleman uh, just got, uh, I think he got, what was it, like seven years or something? It was a lot. I yeah, didn't he got read seven it. years, and he's like in his like late 60s. He's going to die in prison. Um, he's also going to have a lot of other things happen to him. There are a, no- a few other ones like that were in Like what Modi does to well. Corey at night. Is it, uh, yeah, but there, there were a few other ones. don't set foot on U.S. soil to avoid actually... There's one guy that's doing that. There's one guy that's doing that, but the rest of these are. So uh, this other gentleman named... Oh, I'm sorry. This guy got... Uh, he did not get... He's awaiting sentencing Wintercorn. Oh, this guy. This other guy named Walter Schmidt. Here, scroll down on the, on the, the thing. Uh, all right, there we Still go. Still talking to the mic, though. Yeah, I, I'm trying my best. I know. There you go. So yes, uh, much better. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this other gentleman uh, whose last name is Schmidt um, got seven years in prison. Forty-eight, dude. He looks eleventy. A four hundred thousand dollar fine. I can't read. Uh, the engineer behind <laughs> Small it, fine. James Robert Lang, um, sixty-three years old, forty months, two hundred thousand dollar fine, and then this other gentleman uh, named Zacheo Giovanni Paminio. Giovanni. Um, he's uh, 61 years old, and he's awaiting extradition, and he's playing the let's not step on American soil game. So With a name like Giovanni, I'm sure he will have no problem. I'm sure he'll end up in I'm Sicily. Perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> Volkswagen uh, are criminals, and they deserve it every second of it because they ruined diesel for everyone. Oh, perfect. We're not only hating on Infinity this episode. Yes, this is a hate-filled we did hate a, We did a good, independent, automotive job here, I would of say. just hating on stuff. Hate, 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 hate. I, oh, man. my God. But they played the game, and they got caught. So you think that just because they're the ones that got caught? No, I man. Mean, everybody you, got caught. you can't hate the game. you got to hate the player. Well, yeah, but... That's the opposite of what you've always been told. Wh- why do you think the U.S. is cracking? Are they making an example of... Volkswagen of course. More oh, totally. Else? totally. It's all about the press. Because what's the point of making an example of Mitsubishi? Because nobody cares now that well, the other thing is, hey, hey, the hey, no, no, none, none, none of the Mitsubishis that were caught were in the United States. They're all in Japan. And I actually do think there were a couple of people from Mitsubishi that might have gone to jail, but I have to look that up. Um, I just 
Never mind. I'm not going to say it. But, yeah, no, Mitsubishi, oh um, they, they, they did get hammered pretty hard. That's also why they had to file for bankruptcy was entirely because of that. Well, if I made the engine for the Zero fighter in World War or whatever, I probably would two. be pretty pissed. Two. Thank you. What is wrong with you? I don't I don't whatever. study old <laughs> shit. World War whatever. World War whatever. <laughs> you don't even know what qualifies as pre-war. World War I don't war know if I had jets whatever. in World War One. I. I almost didn't mention anything pre-war. Oh, thank God. No. I, no. And you did. <laughs> Ow, I, I, I don't know. This that is too. this is actually something I uh it's not super cringy, but I think it's kinda uh, cool. Uh the world's largest production vehicle or like, engine that ever was on roads is, was rebuilt in Wisconsin uh over the course of the last twelve years. Singular engine. Like singular like engine. One engine. Okay. Well, I mean they made eight of them. Um it was the uh case hundred and fifty horsepower traction engine. They're gonna be Ooh. like power seven three. No, no I'm just it, this is a basically <laughs> before they had semi trucks, you had a basically a locomotive that was on a glorified tractor chassis. But um no, they're actually uh taking it to a traction engine show in South Dakota that they will be starting it up for the first time in public for. So that's pretty wild. That's actually super cool. It made hundred and fifty horsepower in thirty thousand pound feet of torque <laughs> i know right was that it's a piston the size is of that, the garage is that wheel torque or is that like sae net metered torque because like the tesla roadster or whatever they're like it has four thousand foot pounds but i'm like if you measured the wheel torque of that's, a gt3 rs it's like 2900 well, you can't really put one of those on a dynamometer so that's actually having okay, to mathematically fine. account for like what the driveline loss should be market gap yeah train dynamometer yeah there you go what are we doing why are there not locomotive dynamometers the hell's wrong with you yeah Eric? i'm under, sorry you're saying I you're doing I graphic do not, design i you do could not be making dynamometers draft locomotives drafts person please right. be uh, politically correct uh, no, that I is assumed. a portion of motor no, cult was I there anything else that you, you wanted to add or i moved everything else to the next all right episode cool yeah we, just we ran into the next we, one yeah no we, we had we had a massive just gonna flip we the had microphone a over massive amount <laughs> of tangenting autism yes <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible well i am sorry it everyone was great i disagree yes. with your i had a really good time thanks for coming i did too thank you very much aaron even though he yelled at me a bunch i i i yell all the time i love I brian it. may and i yell at him almost every day oh <laughs> dude he may needs a hug squeeze <laughs> me I i'm terrified out. for the b may podcast i really am Why? it's going to happen because we're, we're probably gonna have to have like two or three different takes like it's gonna be oh, man. bad we're gonna have good. to yeah it's gonna be pretty bad because me and bma kind of like just kind of jumping off points on each other <laughs> i say you just let it roll let her ride. That's what we're going to do, and it's going to be painful. But it's going to have zero reviews, and we're going to lose negative. Patreon suit it. <laughs> we're going to lose Scott, Tucker, and Andrew. Oh, no. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, guys. Well, anyway, anyway everyone. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate yeah, you coming you on. Much. Appreciate it. We'll have you on again next time you're... Actually, you are fun employed. So I am we fun employed. Have you on again. Fun employed. There you go. Perfect. And I'll let you know how the next contract works out, and hopefully we can find a non-rusty Mondial come, on the other coast. I'll come visit. I like that idea. We can make the Mondial food. dilemma a real thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Noodle cool. house for the win. Thanks, Aaron. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Right. Yep. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, everybody. I'll catch you all next all right. week. Talk later. to you later. Bye-bye.